What's up, coaches? Welcome to Keep Your Pads Down, the podcast for the defensive line. And we are so glad you are joining us today on episode number 134. So wherever you're listening to us across this great land of ours, thank you for checking us out. Well, today we are switching things up just a tad and rolling out our first inside drill episode of season three, which is where I roll with at a guest. And for today's episode of Inside Drill, I turned to you guys and asked you what you wanted to hear uh, me cover in in, in this episode. Uh, and the topic that came up multiple times was the subject of culture. So that's what we're talking about today. Specifically, we dive into the culture of the program that I'm a part of uh, here at Pleasant Grove High School uh, in Texarkana, Texas, which I believe is is the best culture in the entire state. And I know that that sounds you know far fetched or or maybe you know I'm, I'm come off sounding arrogant, and I don't mean it. To, to sound that way, but I truly do believe that our head coach uh, here has built a culture that's truly special and unique and, and again, one of the best, uh, if not the best in the whole state of Texas, which is a huge reason why uh, we've managed to be so successful since he's been here. So um, we'll flesh that out in our episode today, but first, I do want to tell you about our two sponsors for this podcast, with the first being our guys at Our Coaching Network. So you guys are no doubt doing things this spring to better yourself as a coach. Maybe you're reading some books, visiting with other coaching staffs, attending clinics, or maybe even listening to podcasts like this one. Those are all great, but you should also do what I do and head over to Our Coaching Network, create an account, and have access to quality live clinics going off every week, all of which are added to a library that can be accessed at any time. True story. We were, I was planning uh, practice for today for our spring ball. And was looking for, you know, for some drills to, to kind of spice up my indie. Went over to Our Coaching Network, typed in uh, linebacker drills, pulled up a, a ton of videos that I could go through and watch, and spent really a lot of the afternoon going through some of those and watching some. So I got some great drills uh, from there, uh, from, from the website, from the li- website's library that I have access to because I'm a member. So get on over there today. There's four clinics going off this week alone, starting tonight with a clinic on special teams. Get over there and create your account now. Subscriptions are super affordable. You can even sign up for a free week, and you can cancel at any time. So start connecting with and learning from coaches all across the country today on our coaching network. Next up, coaches, are you looking for a way to promote your athletes and athletic programs with professional-looking graphics? Well, then our friends at Go Edit Graphics have got you covered. Go Edit Graphics allows any coach to create custom graphics from your library of templates in a matter of minutes by changing the colors, text, and the images to make it your own. They offer categories like game day, scoring, player profiles, and communication, to name a few. The platform is easy, it's affordable, and no design skills are needed. Go Edit Graphics is a great way to showcase all your sports and athletes, and subscriptions are for 12 months and include unlimited graphics. The process is super easy and it's user-friendly, and like always, Make sure you keep your pads down when you're ordering and receive $25 off your showcase yearly package. Highlight your athletes with custom-made graphics in less than two minutes with GoEdit Graphics. Okay, so talking about culture today, and maybe you're listening to this today, and the program that you're a part of has a great culture, and that's awesome. So then maybe today you'll get some affirmation that you're doing the right things, um, or maybe just another way to do something that you're already doing. Or maybe you'll hear some things that you disagree with or think that I have wrong or that we have wrong. Then you can hit me up either on Twitter or email and let me know what you think. I'm all about getting some feedback. Um, or, or maybe you're at a program with a culture that's not so great and you're looking for a way to change that. 
maybe you're an aspiring head coach and you want to know like when it comes time to, to build your team and build your culture, what does that need to have? What does that need to look like? Well, I think you'll be able to pick up on some things today that can help you because I know that just in the the three years, I'm, I'm starting my fourth year here uh, at Pleasant Grove. I have learned so much um, from, you know, just what it takes to, to, to build a winning culture and what that looks like. And, um, you know, I've learned some great things from all the places that I've been. I feel like I've been blessed to be at three really great schools who all have had uh, winning cultures, uh, but there's something really unique about what we have going on here. And I'll talk about that in the, in the episode, but uh, building a culture, an elite winning culture is simple in word, but difficult in execution. Uh, I like the way that coach uh, Trayvon Bigelow, who's a friend of mine, uh, he's been on the podcast a couple of times and he's a defensive line coach uh, at my alma mater up at Harding University. Uh, they have a very, uh, they have a culture very similar to ours. And he described the idea of sustaining a culture like this. He says, every day is a relentless pursuit of your standards and values. And I, and I think that pretty much nails it. A successful winning culture, once it's planted, it's, you know, it's just, I've compared it to this before in other episodes, it's like a garden, you know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be watered and nourished and cultivated, protected and tended to every day. Uh, and that's not an easy thing to do. And we, we fail in that at some point. Um, all of us do. But when you do have a program built on a strong culture with definable values and standards, uh, procedures on how you do things, when you do lose your way or things do become stale, which they're going to, you can always go back to those values and standards to help get yourself or your coaching staff or your players uh, back on track. So values and standards are what I'm talking about. Uh, specifically today, because I think that those are pivotal when building a strong foundation to a successful winning culture that sustains a program through the years, despite the level of talent in that locker room. You know, you guys, maybe you're a part of a program or you've seen programs who just are are good year in, year out, you know, uh, and they just have this unbelievable belief about themselves. The way they carry themselves uh, is they just expect to win and they just always win. It seems like just every year, and, you know, even those years where maybe they don't have as much talent, they find ways to win. And, and I think that that all points back to culture. And so that's what we're talking about today. Uh, so let's let's get to it. Here is episode number 134. Keep your pads down. Okay, so for today's edition of Inside Drill, I reached out to uh, to guys who listened to the to the podcast. Uh, some I, I, I texted or maybe sent emails to, and even threw it up on Twitter to get uh, their input on topics that they would like to hear covered uh, in today's episode. And one topic that I got uh, from multiple guys was culture, which I thought was interesting, or I think that's interesting because. You know, for me, and this is this is me talking here, and, and maybe this isn't true for you, but uh, when I go to a, a a clinic, a lot of times, you know, guys will begin their presentations talking about culture, or they'll kind of go through that a little bit, like what their identity is. And I think a lot of us, and again, I know for me, you kind of like, all right, let's 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 get through this part so we can get to the uh, to the meat and potatoes of the presentation. You know, we want to see some some drills or some terminology or some fits or coverages or whatever it is that that coach is presenting on. And we kind of, we tend to glaze over the, the culture stuff. 
you know, I just think sometimes we think it's a lot of fluff and there's not a whole lot of substance there. So at the risk of you turning off this episode right now, because we're talking about culture, I think that what, what we're going to cover today can be helpful for you because it's opened my eyes to a lot of things because I think how we do things here at the school where I'm at uh, is, is pretty special. And, and so we'll get into that. Um, but I am a huge believer uh, in culture. In, in fact, I'll, I'll be the first to admit this. I would not, um, and you guys who listen to this podcast could probably pick up on this. I would not consider myself to be the, um, the smartest X's and O's guy. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been said almost to the point of it becoming cliche, you know, culture beats strategy, right? Which I, I am, I, I do believe. And if I'm ever blessed with the opportunity to become a head coach one day, that's, that's what I'll hang my hat on. Um, but before I start talking about our culture at the program uh, where I work here at Pleasant Grove High School uh, in Texarkana, Texas, I'll take a couple minutes and just tell you about our program, um, because although a lot of you who listen uh, are in the state of Texas, a lot of you are not. And so you, you may not have any idea where Pleasant Grove is, what it, what it's about or uh, why I would you know, be uh, in a position to even talk about our program's culture or what, what's so special about it. But so we're a smaller school located in as north and east in the in the state of Texas as you can get. I'm uh, from where I sit right here, less than a mile from the Arkansas border, um, only about 15, 20 miles from Louisiana and only about 40 or 50 miles from Oklahoma. So we're in this this four states area up in this corner of the northeast Texas. Um, again, smaller school. We have about a little over uh, about 700 students uh, at our school. Our head coach is Josh Gibson. And um, he's our head coach and athletic director, uh, and he and his brother, uh, who is our offensive coordinator, they came to Pleasant Grove uh, after coaching together with their dad in the uh, the Dallas Metroplex over in Frisco. Uh, they came over here in 2014, and at the time, you know, Pleasant Grove was not what you would call a winning program. There's there's four schools uh, in Texarkana, and and Pleasant Grove was definitely the fourth in as far as prestige is for athletics goes. Um, and I don't think that I'm ruffling any feathers by making that statement. I think that's a pretty accurate fact there. Um, I've heard a lot of stories about what it was like during that time and just the struggles that those guys endured. And they had some good years, but just consistently uh, was not a program that won year in and year out. But um, Coach Gibson had a plan, and this was his first head coaching job uh, when he got here. But he had a plan and a vision. Uh, and in their first year here, they finished – uh, the Hawks finished six and five and made the playoffs after being uh, two and eight the year before. Uh, they made the playoffs again in 2015 and in 2016 actually started off the year 0 and six. And you can imagine, you know, year three, you would think that's when things start to come together for a program for a program. And so after an 0 and six start, there were a lot of people in the community questioning what was going on. But uh, they turned things around and, and were able to make it all the way to the third round of the playoffs, just barely getting edged out by Salina, who if, if you're a uh, you know, if you're a football coach in, in Texas, you know about Salina and the program that they have. Uh, and then in 2017, it all came together and the Hawks ran the table and finished the season with a 16-0 record and a 4A Division II state championship um, over a really strong West Orange Stark team. We actually had uh, their head coach on, um, Cornell Thompson, uh, a little over a year ago. He was one of my coaches in high school. And he's uh, that. so that was just a huge win for the program, obviously, and the, the program's first ever state championship in football. Then in 2018, the Hawks made a, a return trip to state, but lost uh, to, to Quero. Um, and then in 2019, the year, the year I got here, uh, we went 15-1 and won the program's second state title. 
Uh, and then in 2020, we finished with a record of nine and four uh, and, and made it to the third round of the playoffs. And then this past season was one actually really similar to the 2016 season. Uh, we started uh, the year one and four and, and just were really questioning what we were doing and uh, had some just just some tough times in there. But uh, we're able to turn things around and, and make it all the way to the regional finals. That's the fourth round of the playoffs here and finished with an eight and six record. So I say all that not to, you know, toot our own horn or anything like that. I mean, it's definitely not anything that I did. I just, I jumped in and, and kind of got with the program and started drinking the Kool-Aid. But I do want to say that, you know, say this because what coach Gibson has put uh, into place here, it works. Uh, and it works when we've been the most talented team on the field and it works when we haven't been. Although the, the main, you know, tenets or pillars of our culture, which I'm about to get into uh, here in a second, have stayed the same. How we approach things uh, each season and off season, those can change every year. You know, every, I've, I've been here, I guess, so this will be going on four years now. And every year we've done some things a little bit differently uh, in order to try and reach that particular group of kids. We are not a program that's like, well, we've, we've always done it this way, so this is what we're going to keep on doing. Or we just keep the, you know, the same schedule from the year before. We pull that up and go, okay, that was good enough for last year. Let's just roll with that. Now, we will do that, but I'm, that, that we are always looking and tinkering with things. Um, and so even the stuff that I'm going to share today, uh, is is stuff that we've this is stuff we're doing currently and some of the things that we're doing are, are things that we just started this season and some are, are things that that they've been doing uh, since since coach Gibson and his brother got here uh, but anyway we're going to uh, dive in now to talking about our four core values and what those mean and how we weave those into the daily uh, rhythm of, of our program and how that really we, we seek for that to become our identity and then we'll also talk about our program's three standards as well so you know, first off, um, when you say, you know, four core values, uh, again, everyone has those. Everyone has something that they hang their hat on. You know, it's on a poster in their, their field house or they put it on a T-shirt, um, or something like that. And I, I think it's really important that you have to do something with that, right? Like if you just have some words on uh, up in your weight room, or painted on the wall in your locker room, then they, they're just that. They're just words. I mean, there has to be something there. It has to be action behind it. There has to be daily discussion behind those words. Um, otherwise, there's, there's, there's nothing magic about painting those things up on your, the wall in your weight room. And so I think that it's, it's great to have core values, but then you have to go about and, and instill those and stress those in your players daily. I mean, it really is something you have to talk about and be about daily. And so and our four core values are relationships, growth, discipline, and belief. And you can go down to our seventh grade today, pull out our seventh grade B team right guard, or you know the uh, you know some random kid on our eighth in, in our eighth grade, and ask them what our four core values are, and they can tell you. At least they better be able to tell you because we go over it a lot with those guys. It starts at that age. We start talking about what our four core values are, and uh, spend some time in the off season stressing those and, and emphasizing those and talk about what each of those mean. But we'll talk, we'll talk with the, about the first one, uh, relationships first. But before, before I jump into those and kind of explain those, let me talk about this really fast. So uh, actually this, the beginning of this off season, we met as a staff, we meet a lot, which I'll talk about that as well. Uh, we met as a staff and, and Coach Gibson talked to us about just really approaching this off season with a holistic approach meaning focusing on the athlete as a whole and, and looking at ways like where, where were our holes as far as um, what were we missing? What were, 
what were we not doing uh, to address the needs of our players, not just as football players and not even just as athletes or, or students, like what were, what, what were we missing? So that kind of went into all these things that we, that we put into place this offseason, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, but the first thing that, that I'm going to talk about, the first core value is relationships, which, you know, every program, whenever they interview, you know, the kid who walks off the field after a state championship, you know, what's the key? What's the thing that sets you guys apart? A lot of times they say something along the lines of, well, we love each other or it's a brotherhood or we have we have close relationships. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I, I think that you have to have that like that is a uh, prerequisite to your program being successful is you have strong, healthy relationships. I think one of the things that's unique about um, our team is that we don't have any kind of hierarchy. You know, seniors are only allowed in this part or junior. It's you know, freshmen aren't allowed in here. There's nothing like that. You know, when I was in high school, uh, you could not actually our, our varsity locker room actually had turf in it. And so, and, and nowhere else, no, no, no other place in the, in the, in the field house did. And so if you were an underclassman, you couldn't set foot uh, in that locker room for anything uh, unless you wanted to get roughed up by some upperclassmen. And, and I think that that was for, for a long time, just in f- the football culture in general, that was the way things were. Well, that's, that's not how we do things here. Um, in fact, you know, one of the big things, and this kind of gets into our other core values, but one of the big things that, that we stress is, the older that you get and the more prestige and the higher up in our program that you get, uh, the more you should be focused on serving and, and mentoring those younger guys. And so that's one thing that one of the things that I think you might notice if you were to walk in our field house and just be around our program is that there's not this separation between classes. We do uh, do a lot of things to, to be together as teams. Um, we go to camps together, meaning we take as, as coaches, you know, camp season's coming up for the summer. Um, in fact, Today, as when I'm recording this, we're taking kids, a busload of kids, uh, to a to a Division II camp, and it's not just one or two coaches going. I think we have four or five coaches going, uh, just because uh, we want we want to go, we want to be uh, be there for our kids and support them, and um, so we take kids to camps. We kind of all get together, at, at, you know, in the spring and decide, okay, these two or three or four guys are going to go to this camp and take these kids, and these guys are going to go to this camp and take these kids. And I think that does a lot as far as building relationships with kids and you spend time with them outside of school, but it also, it, it says, it sends a message to the coaches that, that, you know, the programs where you're going for the camp that, you know, your program's different. Um, we do a lot of service projects. That was one of the things we really focused on. We had done some in the past, but we really focused on this off season was providing opportunities for our guys to, to um, do some service projects to get out in our community. Because again, we're in a culture where, you know, especially now with, with uh, name, image, and likeness, the transfer portal portal that that athletes, football guys, football players are put on a pedestal and and seen as you know they're these they're these um, you know almost these these superhero type kids and to and, and, and that's awesome. You know, I think guys should they deserve it, but also um, they have to be able to understand that that um, the the need to pour into others and to give back into your community because those are the people who are coming to support you and watch you on Friday night. And so we, uh, I think we've done, um, if I just do a quick count in my head, at least half a dozen or more service projects uh, since January. Uh, we've gone to a halfway house and had dinner with those guys. Uh, we volunteered out at a ranch and did some, um, you know, tore down a fence and re- re- you know, just did some cleanup there. Uh, we did a color run where, where our guys, you know, walked or jogged or whatever, a, uh, a 5K. 
Um, we did a uh, had some guys help out with the uh, night to shine, a special needs prom, and I know I'm missing a couple other ones that we that we've done uh, this off season. But we do service projects, and those are always a lot of fun. And you know, I, I, for me personally, like I'll bring my kids to those, and they can kind of come and help and be a part of it as well. But that's something that that we are, you know, we look to do, and and we our guys enjoy doing it. And it is something you have to get on to them about as far as like, Hey, you got to sign up for this. You got to make sure you're doing this. But when you do that, uh, it, it does a lot to build the relationships on your team because you're doing stuff outside uh, of the confines of your athletic period and you're serving others and pouring into others. And I think that's all great stuff as far as building relationships within your team. Another thing we do is, is we do, we have parties, um, team parties. Uh, Coach Gibson does that a lot, especially during the season. He opens up his house and, we got our whole team over there, and he's got a pool and a, and a nice, really a backyard, back patio area that we'll hang out. Uh, guys are playing basketball or swimming or, or chilling in the hot tub or whatever. Uh, he really does that throughout the year. It, you know, we're always, you know, and the guys love that, and that's that's a that's a really cool thing that we do. Uh, and then another thing that we do is in the summer is we take our seniors on a trip, and uh, we're we're close here to we'll take our kids up to Broken Bow, or we have the last two or three years, um, our senior guys and. And uh, we'll float the river together and then we'll have some um, some structured time where we talk about our season and talk about what we want that to look like and sort of set the tone as far as the leadership goes uh, from a leadership standpoint. And, and that's always a lot of fun. So that's our first uh, core value is relationships. Without that, like none of this other stuff matters. you got to have strong relationships and you should always be looking for ways to how can we how can we be closer? How can we um, how can we be the closest team? in the state of Texas, which kind of gets to one of our standards, but I'll wait and, and talk about that here in a second. So that's the first core value is relationships. The next one is growth. And that's a huge, huge part of our program is, is, is to show growth. Because the thing about growth is you may not be a division one kid. You may not even be a starter on our team, but everyone can build strong relationships with the guys in their locker room and also show growth. Everyone can show growth. So if you're a if you're a three on the talent scale, you can you can show growth and you can maybe get to a four or a five. I mean, that's and, and maybe that means that you're uh, still just a, a guy who stands on the sideline and encourages Friday night. But everybody can grow. And we do a lot of stuff to foster that growth, to encourage that growth. Um, but when we talk about growth, we're not just talking about their athletic abilities. Um, we're not just talking about you know what what they look like in the weight room. That's all super important. We do a lot to to help that. But we also want our guys, you know, going back to that holistic approach that we talked about. We want our guys growing in the classroom, being able to grow as leaders and all of those in all those aspects as well. So one of the things that that we actually did um, that our offense coordinator headed up, uh, Justin Gibson, uh, this season was we got our, our head coach sat down with with some of our 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 teachers at our school and. And we found out that a lot of our kids, their, their reading levels were, were really low. Um, I mean, we're talking like guys in high school with, with, with elementary level reading levels. And um, it was a little shocking actually to see that and see how low, you know, some of these guys who you, you are, are really, really intelligent and, and just, you know, they can, they, they, they do well. Otherwise, they just, their, their reading levels were, were suffering. And, and so that was hurting them in other aspects of their academics as well. So. Uh, we decided to do something about it as, as coaches. We we split up our, our team, you know, those guys who are struggling, uh, about two or three or four to a coach, and the coach met with them once a week. Our, our school has a, um, 
has a program, a computer program where those guys can get on and work on that and, and do some different things to that. So we got on about logging in and, and helped them log in and, and stay on about that. And, and uh, we got the results back right before, uh, just, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And the results were, were unbelievable, how much those guys grew uh, over the semester just by meeting with them. And, and I, it wasn't anything, there was nothing magical about those meetings we had with those guys. What it was, was we, we, we showed them that it was important. They saw that here we are, football coaches, taking time out of our, our schedule not to watch film with them or not to, you know, not doing any extra running or lifting weights. It's, it's to focus on this and to get them to, to, uh, to work on this, their, their reading levels. And, and so that caused them, okay, if it's, if it's that important, then I'm going to put more effort into this. And so we saw a, a huge improvement uh, in those, in those reading levels. And of course, you know, the teachers, administrators at the school, like they love that. Um, and that's going to create more um, of a partnership mentality between us and them. And they're going to, that's, that's going to win them over uh, to our side. And so that was, uh, that was something really cool we did. I think the other cool thing that we did and, and a guy who I coach with, uh, who is our co-defensive coordinator, literally one of the best coaches I've ever been around, and that's Coach Jonathan Darby. He's been on this podcast a couple times. So he had the idea at the beginning of the semester, we were trying to figure out how we could feed our guys and, you know, in a way that's cost effective and, and helps them. Because a lot of guys we found out were not, they don't, they don't eat breakfast. Uh, you guys know that. And it's not because some of them is because they can't afford it, but most of them is just because they don't wake up in time. If they got to be at school, if they have to leave school, you know, leave for school by seven, let's say, um, they're going to sleep till 6.55, roll out of bed, throw some clothes on and hit the door. Um, so a lot of our guys weren't eating breakfast. So we, we, we figured out our school actually had a, has a grant, had a grant passed uh, this year where our kids get free breakfast and lunch, all, all kids. It's really, it's really, really cool. So um, what we did was is um, now our cafeteria, we have some awesome cafeteria workers. Uh, they, they make breakfast for our guys uh, every day. And a coach goes and picks them up from the cafeteria and brings them down to the field house. And our guys know to meet in the field house. We have a sign-in sheet. They meet it at the field house, and it's 15 minutes before school starts. So they meet in there, 15 minutes. They get breakfast. They check their name off that they were there. We know who's there, who's not there. Um, they get a breakfast. And these are like, you know, um, breakfast sandwiches. We got pancakes. Uh, we got some, you know, some of those, like, the, the pastry deals. So it's been it's been really awesome. We've seen some kids really put on a lot of good weight. And that's another thing we do is on Fridays, they come in and they weigh in. So they weigh in every Friday. A coach watches them weigh in. We keep a chart. We can see those guys who need to, you know, who need to be gaining weight or gaining weight. Those guys who need to lose, they're, you know, making sure that they're losing weight. And so that's been really cool as well. And so big shout out to Coach Darby for that because uh, that's been a game changer for our program as well, talking about growth. You know, within that, we have daily culture meetings. Uh, with our guys, and that's kind of in the middle of the school day. Uh, we have some, we have a, a little bit of a period where you can go and meet with class, meet with teachers, and and so we we pull some guys to do culture meetings with our head coach, uh, Coach Gibson. We always give shout outs after practice uh, when guys when we call the guys up and we talk. You know, Coach Gibson's talking to him. He has the assistant coaches, you know, talk about a kid that that caught their eye that day, and I think that's really you know been a, a big deal because those you know, those guys get, get um, some recognition and it's not always the big time dudes. It's just the kid. Maybe it's the, you know, the scout team guy who was going hard that day or a kid who has been getting in trouble a lot, but has had a great week and, and stayed out of trouble. You know, that's, that's, a, it gives us an opportunity to, to highlight those guys. And that, that, that again, lends itself to, to those guys growing, you know, this, this spring, we've been having one-on-one -on -one meetings. Uh, we have a list of guys who uh, we've identified as guys. They're not bad kids. It's just maybe guys who aren't all in. 
So each week, a coach, a different coach meets with that kid, and it's like 10, 15 minutes. And the point of the meeting is to encourage them, to give them something to work on, and just build that rapport. And so those are just some things that we do to help our kids grow, which is a, a huge part, again, as I mentioned, of our program is for kids to show growth and coaches as well. Um, I could get in and talk about how you know, we as coaches do things to, to help ourselves grow. We do a, a weekly Bible study through coaches outreach. Um, we've done some things where we have paired up together and, and done some accountability stuff where we, we just we go and have lunch with a coach or we, we, we sit down and just have some time to talk. And so it's not just limited to, to the kids as well. Um, the coaches, uh, we, we spend a lot of time doing some things to help ourselves grow. So to recap, um, we've gone over relationships, growth. Our next core value is discipline. You know, discipline for kids can be seen as, as a bad word, right? Uh, they, don't, they don't like to be, you know, none of us like to be disciplined. I don't like to be disciplined. Um, we don't like it, but we all know that it's something that you have to have. Like there has to be discipline. You know, no coach going into a coaching interview is going to tell the people that he's interviewing with that, that I, don't, I run an undisciplined program. You know, discipline is one of those words that's in every coach's vocabulary. However, it's not always carried out, right? Um, because it's hard. Like, it's hard to hold kids accountable. It's hard to keep your, 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 the hammer down on them all the time. Like, it, it's hard. Uh, discipline is difficult. But we all know that there's freedom and discipline that once, once that discipline is installed and instilled, that your, your program is going to be able to win games that they're not supposed to, and they're not going to lose games that they shouldn't most of the time, because you're not going to be making those stupid mistakes. And you're just not going to deal with a lot of the, those, that, those, those issues that undisciplined programs deal with. Um, so one of the things, like if you were to just, again, come and shadow our program for a day, uh, one of the things that you would see that, that um, about our program, about our kids, uh, in a way that we have, have tried to instill some discipline in them is when the bell rings for them to come down to athletics. We have athletics as the last period of the day, have an athletic period. Uh, our field house is down a little bit. It's, you know, it's kind of across the parking lot from the actual school, um, but our kids run down to athletics. So once they hit that door and they're outside, they run all the way down uh, to athletics. You have coaches standing outside, clapping them up, encouraging them as they come down. They run to the locker room, they get dressed, and they are on a knee at the, at, you know, in, in, the, in the locker room ready for a coach to, to address them. Um, they're either on a knee or they'll sit in their locker and we'll check roll really quick. And then, and then, uh, and then we get, get rolling, whatever we're doing that day. So you see, you see that our locker room, you know, like, like probably a lot of you guys have, you know, we have the diagram of what a perfect locker should look like. And those kids are held to that standard. Like you got to have your locker, your locker has got to be perfect every day. And we have guys who go and police that for us. So locker rooms is not an issue. We don't have a, a, a nasty locker room. We have, you know, people come through, you know, coaches, college coaches coming through. We don't want, want them to see a, a nasty locker room and it, it, you know, stinks. I mean, it's stuff's going to stink in a, in a, in a football field house anyway. Um, just because you got a bunch of dudes in there that, that sweat and, and, uh, but, but we can, you know, our, our locker room is going to be perfect. Um, and then when we stretch, we do dynamics every day to start our workout, whatever we're doing. And we're going to do dynamics. We're going to, what we call it, we call it perfect dynamics. And what that means is, is our guys are in perfect rows and, and lines. And when we, when we snap down or we break down, we're yelling, everyone's clapping. We're not just going through the motions on the stretches. And I think that that's, again, one of those things, like as a coach, it's so easy to let that slip. I mean, we have, we've let it slip at times in our program. Um, there's, there's been times when we've, we've kind of, you know, 
led up on that. And, and then you see like, like that, that sets the tone for a crappy day when your kids are just kind of going through the motions and not being uh, on point with that. Um, I think that's how you kind of, th- th- these are all things that, that go hand in hand with how you're going to set the tone for your day. So perfect dynamics. Uh, and then another thing, and we already talked about this with our, uh, with our academics is we don't have great issues uh, with our guys. Uh, and, and that that's just because, um, you know, I, I know that we have guys who struggle, but we stay on them. We have a coach who um, is kind of on top of, you know, he, we get the grade reports of, of kids who are in trouble, you know, at the progress reports. And he prints that out by position and puts a copy on our desk. And so we all know like who's struggling with what, and we can go and talk to him about that. And we stay on him about that. And so consequently, like, we, I don't know if we've lost a kid, a varsity kid. I don't think we have uh, lost a varsity kid in my, in my, for three years, yeah, three seasons here uh, to grades. Um, that's just that's just not an issue. Um, and so that's another thing is 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 our grades uh, and then our t- attendance, just attendance to practice to workouts. Um, we chart that as well, and those guys know like if it's unexcused that they're going to have to they're going to pay the price for it when they get back. But you know, like we make kids do less. I mean, I, let me let me think how I want to say this. There's fewer punishments for kids being late and um, absent here than any other place I've been. And that's not because we don't punish them or we just don't do it. It's just because it doesn't happen a whole lot. You know, if it does, it's those kids who always do it. Right. And those guys don't end up being in the program very long or they're just they don't they're not factors uh, in our program. And so that's uh, that's that's one of those things. And I, and I you know, and thinking that, like, do we just. Uh, do we scare kids into being here on time? Do we, do we force them? No, I just think like they know that it's important and they, they handle it. But I think it's all these other things are set in place so that, of course, we're going to be here on time, you know. Um, and so I think that's, that's just one thing. Like the whole discipline piece of this, of your program, like you, that never takes a day off. You can't do that. You got to be disciplined. But they got to understand, too, like I think your kids have to understand like we're the where, you know, where, the, where you're coming from on that and why, you know, why you have these things in place. Um, and I think that as a coach, you got to be disciplined yourself. Um, and I think if you're an undisciplined person, but you're asking these kids to be disciplined, that's a tough sell. And so uh, what I mean by that is you just have to have, look for ways, look around in your, in your own life. What, what areas are you not very disciplined in and, and do something to clean that up? Um, one of the things, and this kind of goes back to, um, I actually should have talked about this on growth. But we have a couple kids in our program who were um, who, who needed to lose weight, and we have a coach on our staff who is a former offensive lineman, and you know ch- changed his eating habits, and and uh, has now he's like he's he's ripped up, and uh, we always give him a hard time about it. But um, he's helped one kid in particular on our team who was pushing 400 pounds this time last year. Well, he got him on a meal plan, and and uh, basically they. Uh, he he got, you know, the, the kid got one of those apps on his phone where he can log his food and then uh, he can share that with the coach. And so the coach kind of helped him and coached him up on things to eat, things to stay away from. And that kid's lost, I think he's lost 85 pounds now. And, and uh, it's just, he, he's, he's a, he's a, com- a completely different dude, like super confident and looks good. You know, loves the weight room now. He didn't really like it this time last year, was always hurt. And, and we, you know, stayed healthy throughout the year. And so that's been a really cool thing. And, and, and he's not, the, that kid's not the only one who's on a, a, 
a, a weight program. Uh, that coach is helping other kids. I mean, this, this coach is uh, on the weekends will cook meals for kids and like show them how to, how to, how to meal plan. Cause that's something he does uh, each week. And so it's, it really is amazing. And, um, and so I should have said that, talked about that in the growth, but that also fits under the discipline aspect because, you know, it teaches those kids to be disciplined and be mindful of things they're putting in their bodies. So that's, um, that's, that's the whole discipline aspect. We could keep talking about that, but we'll move on. So, so far we have relationships, growth, discipline. And the last one is belief. So when you do all of those things, you build relationships, you focus on growth, you have a strong foundation of discipline, then the belief aspect is going to take care of itself. You guys know, and you got a lot of you guys are, are in these types of programs where you walk out onto a field and the game is already won before you walk out there. And, and a lot of it, yes, it has to do with your talent, but a lot of it has to do with the work that you've put in. You know what kind of program you have, you know what kind of program the team across the field from you has. And because of that, you have this belief that the game's already been won. It's already been decided. You just got to go out there and execute. And I think when you do all these things that, that we're talking about, it's going to give, it's going to lend itself to your kids having a ton of belief. Going back to that kid that I just talked about who, who's lost a lot of weight. And that guy has a ton of belief in himself right now. Uh, we have also have another kid who uh, this time last year was second on the depth chart. Um, and even in the season really didn't play that much just because I mean, he played for me. He was a linebacker. Uh, just, just didn't do, just uh, was honestly kind of a liability on the field. Um, great kid, worked hard. Um, but this offseason, he's really emerged as one of our leaders. He's, he is, I mean, he's one of those guys that, that's, that's crushing it all the time. Uh, he ran track. He's, he's, you know, do, always doing extra stuff in the weight room. Uh, he ran track this year and ended up having the second fastest, second fastest hundred meter dash time uh, in our, in our district behind a kid who went to state. And then we had a, a combine over at Texas high school a couple of weeks ago and he ran the fastest 40 time at the whole camp. There's like 300 kids there. I uh, got clocked. And this is hand time. I got clocked at a four, three, eight and a four, four, one. And this is a kid who, if, if you could see him, you would not even necessarily think he's a football player, but he is you know, one of our best leaders. He is the captain of our team at this point. And, you know, in our, in our season or in our, in our, in our year, uh, very vocal. And he has a lot of confidence and belief in himself because he's done these other three things that we're talking about. And so now he's, he's a perfect example. Like he's in, he's the kid we point to and say, Hey, this is why you buy in. This is why you do all those things. And so that's where I think, again, you get that, you get that, that swag about your program. You get that belief that even those years when you maybe aren't as talented, uh, you've done all these other things and it's going to lead to belief. And when you know, you guys know, again, I'm, I'm talking to football coaches here that when you have a team that believes in itself and believes in the coaches and believes in what they're doing, that's really, really powerful. So those are our four core values. Um, I, I know I skipped over some stuff and I missed some stuff, but also I, I don't want to, I don't want to ramble and, and I don't want you guys tuning me out, but we've talked just to recap our, our four core values here, relationships, growth, discipline, belief. And so then I'll close up with this part of the, uh, the episode talking about our, our standards. And if you guys follow our, our football program on Twitter, or if you have been around our program at all, then you've seen us throw these out and, I'll, and maybe you just didn't know what they mean. And so I'll explain what they mean uh, now. So we have, so four core values, that's, that's, you know, what we're about. And those are the things that we do each day. You know, we build relationships, we show growth, we're, we're all about discipline and, you know, which all leads to a ton of belief, but the standards are how we approach each day. And so the first one, uh, and you'll see this on the back of our jerseys, uh, we have two, two set or 
actually we have several sets of jerseys, but we have two sets with these on the back of them. And the first one is full tilt. That's how we approach everything that we do. Uh, we're going to go full tilt. And, and that means we're giving everything that we got. And so that's the, that's the standard for how our coaches coach, how our kids play, how they, how they stretch, how they, how they uh, lift in the weight room. You know, our weight rooms are super energetic, super high energy. Our practices are like that. Like we are going to go full tilt. That's the standard. And we throw that word around a lot. The kids know it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things um, that, that even kids in the elementary school at, here at, at Pleasant Grove, like they know what full tilt is and they know what it means. They actually, my son has a, has a jersey uh, that has full tilt on the back. Um, it's, that's just, it's become a, a part of the fabric of our community. Uh, that along with the other one, which is heart and soul. And what heart and soul is, is we're going to go full tilt in everything that we do. And we're going to put our heart and soul in everything that we do. You know, I think it's not cool in our society, in our day and age to have passion for something. At least a lot of kids think that, um, you know, kids are just, you know, and I know I'm, I'm being, uh, using a stereotype and, 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 and painting with a broad brush here, but kids, kids are too cool. Um, sometimes, and they're too cool to put themselves out there. And, and honestly, if you boil it down, it's because they're scared. They don't want to put themselves out there and then they failed and they look bad. They don't want to look bad in front of their friends. And so going full tilt and putting your heart and soul into something is not the cool thing to do. Um, you know, most people just kind of want to stay on the edges and, and play it safe and, and poke fun or poke holes in the people who, who do those things. But we're going to go put our heart and soul into everything that we do. I mean, we're going to do it to the best of our ability. And I think when you do that, there's more joy. You find more joy in what you're doing. Uh, and so that's, those are our first two standards. We're going to go full tilt. We're going to put our heart and soul in everything that we do. And the last one is state. And you'll see us, we'll put that out on Twitter. We're going to be the best in state in everything that we do. And I think a lot of people think that that didn't come about until after we won a state championship here. But the thing is, is Coach Gibson brought that with him uh, when he got here. Uh, they had they had T-shirts made that said state on them. And they had, you know, again, the year before he got here, they were two and eight. So a state championship was was not on anybody's radar. Um, but the whole idea behind that was or and is today, even even when we talk about it today, is we want to be the best in state in everything that we do. You know, going through these four core values, we want to have the 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 closest team in state. We want to show the most growth in state. We want to be the most disciplined team in state. We want to have the most belief in, in, the, in the state. Um, we want to have the best coaches in the state. You know, all that thing, like that's, that's the standard. And so each day we're trying to be the best in state. And the thing that, that sort of helps drive that is, is you can, uh, we don't have to travel very far uh, in our area to find programs um, that we play and some that we don't play that are absolutely killing it. You know, I mean, they are, they got it going on. And, you know, so we have to, because, because they're doing such a great job, like this is what we have to do in order to compete with those guys. And, 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 and so I, I all that to say, you know, I, we are in a, um, a very competitive district. Those are the teams that we play every year. Um, and then when we get in the playoffs, we're in a very competitive region. I, I think we play in the, the toughest region uh, for our division class, which is 4A division two. We play in the toughest region uh, in the state of Texas. Um, and so we have to do these things in order to compete with those guys. And so those are our standards. We're going to go full tilt. We're going to put our heart and soul in everything that we do. And we're going to seek to be the best in state. Uh, and we talked about our four core values. 
You know, so all of those things are brought up on a daily basis in our program. It's it's not even like something you think about. It's just ingrained into the language of our program. And so it's not something that we have to consciously think, okay, make sure you talk about relationships today. Make sure you bring up full tilt. It's just, it's because like, that's who we are. That's who that's, that's what our program's about. And so it, it becomes again, just part of the everyday fabric of your program. So um, that's uh, just sort of a glimpse of our culture. I'm sorry if that was a little uh, long winded and, um, and uh, wordy, but if you have questions about that, again, I am not the originator of this stuff. I'm just telling you, hey, this is what we do. Um, this is what Coach Gibson's brought here, and it's helped us be really successful. There's other things that we do that I know I, I missed or didn't talk about that I don't mind sharing with you guys. You guys know how to get a hold of me uh, and know how to contact uh, the, the podcast. And so any of this stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to share with you if you want to talk about. But I do think that culture is of the utmost importance, especially as we move on, you know, if if in our society right now, you know, um, back in the seventies and eighties, you know, I, I think things were a lot different and, you know, maybe some of this stuff wasn't important. Um, but I think it's of the utmost importance now, and it's only become more important as we, as we advance in society. So anyway, that's, uh, that's our talk on culture. Hope you guys got something out of the episode today. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Well, once again, thank you so much for checking us out today. If you're not already doing so, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter uh, at KYPD Podcast. You can also follow me at Coach Taylor 53. And if you're liking what you're hearing on the show, please give us a five-star rating and a review and help us spread the word about the show here. Also, if you have suggestions for future episodes or a guest that you think we should bring on, then by all means, let us know. You can send us a DM on Twitter or shoot us an email to KYPD Podcast at gmail.com. Our quote of the day goes like this. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and without criticizing, and it will be given to him. And that is a wrap for this episode of Keep Your Pads Down, but have no fear. We'll be right back here next week with episode number 135, where we welcome on a defensive coordinator from the Big Sky Conference to talk about third down defense. So, Another great episode on deck up for you next week. So subscribe now and join us right back here next week. Until then, have a great week. Get out there and coach them up. And most importantly, always remember, keep your pads down. <laughs>